Hi everyone, I'm David Blindauer, and welcome to this bonus episode of Conversation with a Manager, Stories from the Frontline. This podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. And here's your host, Steve King. We want to return to our interview with Lawrence Henderson and pull out another topic we discussed during that hour together. We first met Lawrence in episode five of our first podcast season. If you did not get a chance to hear that episode about managers and accountabilities, you might want to give a listen to it. It was great. The topic of this bonus track is trust in the workplace. Broken trust between a manager and a team member can be painful for both parties. It's a relationship issue that is likely to lead to lost productivity and lost engagement. Lawrence tells a story when he lost the trust of his manager, the pain it caused both, and how that trust was repaired. Here's the headline I took from that story. Broken trust is repairable when both parties are committed to that repair. Perhaps you'll find some additional headlines as well. So enjoy this bonus track. So Lawrence, let's talk a little bit about managing through lost trust, the situation where you're managing someone and some trust has been lost. And uh, so let me just, first of all, let's just define our terms here. What do you mean by trust in this case? Yeah, trust is, for me, having the ability to be able to walk away and feel good about not having to check back in. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's how I view trust. All right. So, so here, here, I'm going to, when I work with the word trust, sometimes I use this two definitions. I wonder if okay. they both play play for you. So I think there's a difference between professional trust and personal trust. So I call professional trust is, do I trust you, Lawrence, to be skilled enough to do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so there's, that's professional trust that mm-hmm. has to do with your skill sets, your expertise and so on. Mm-hmm. Then there's personal trust and personal mm-hmm. trust has more to do with things like integrity. Like if you said you're going to do something, did you do it? Mm-hmm. If you said you'd hold this in confidence, are you really holding this in confidence? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about both of those? Or are you talking I about am. one of those? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about both of them because I'm a huge believer in whether it's personal or professional, if a person's involved, then it's both. Yeah. Yeah. So, t- so tell me a story. Tell me a story yeah. about where someone maybe lost your trust and then was able to regain your trust. Mm-hmm. I would actually, I'm going to tell it from the perspective of, I was the one who was, they lost trust in me. I see. Okay. Um, and it was early on, um, in my career as, as a young civilian professional at this point. And one of the leaders who brought me into my first organization, um, I was doing some things because I didn't want to admit that I was having a hard time learning what I was supposed to be doing within the organization. And I just was processing you know, information tickets as a part of my job and things were coming back incorrect. And it goes back to, I, I think the reason why I have a visceral reaction to finger pointers is because during this time of lost trust, I became a finger pointer and I became a person who, well, I didn't get trained on how to do that. And, and again, understanding HR, understanding systems, and all the rest of these things, I was, I was doing some potentially compromising 
I, w- I was I was pushing the boundaries of a gray zone. Like, all right, you, you, you pushing the boundaries of ethics at this point. And where it came from for me was having to come to grips with the excuses I was making to validate my actions. And when I got called out by this leader, um, this manager, it was, it was around, uh, <laughs> crazy enough, a process that I went from step one to step five. But two, three, and four were super important to doing this the right way, uh, legally, morally, and ethically mm. um, from, from a payroll perspective. And I went with the route that was easiest for me. And, and this leader calling me out on it, I initially was like, well, that's how I, somebody showed me. Right? I was young. I was probably six months into the role. And it felt like glass coming out of my mouth when I said it. And I was just like, golly, I got to go back. I got to go back. Well, by the time I went back to to tell the leader and the man, I was untruthful. I was like, hey, I was just lazy. I, I didn't want to admit I really didn't know how to do it. It was my pride got in the way. They had already verified if I had done it right or who mm-hmm. trained me on that. And it was nobody was what it came down to. I just did it however I believed it should be done. And Steve, just this, this, the trying to gain back trust <clears throat> is probably, I believe professionally, it's probably one of the hardest things. Personally, it, I mean, it, it could be, you know, the, the difference between you never having, you know, meaningful connection with, you know, a person again, but professionally, knowing that I have to show up every day with this person, particularly somebody who is my, my direct leader and navigate conversation. And, and again, in this organization, it was a very chatty organization. So now I was having to navigate how many people this person told mm-hmm. about my indiscretion. And, but it was the fear of, I wonder how many people they told <laughs> about my indiscretion. So it was like, how many people did I have to now gain trust back with? Because, you know, but kind of, Based on relationship, if Steve, you come to me and you tell me, be like, you know what? Hey, man, can you believe David just did this, this thing? And depending on our level of relationship and connection, I could begin to hold David in the same light that you do. And it wasn't me that he lost trust with. But because of my relationship with you, David has lost trust with me as well. And so that's all what I was navigating. I was like, how many people do I now need to build trust with? And it was an uphill battle. And it got to the point, Steve, where the the person, the, the the manager was like, Lawrence, I know what you're doing. And I'm acknowledging your effort to build back um, the trust between us. He said, it's just hard for me knowing your background. And I was like, oh, boy, mm-hmm. here's her being in the military, come back to bite me in the butt. Right. Uh, it, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like all the uniform services are now on my shoulders and this person has lost, lost trust in all of us, uh, because of my example. So, and so what was the resolution? What had happened in the end? What happened in the end was I asked, I was like, cause I, I'm that person. I was like, man, I, I want to get from under this foot. And again, the proverbial foot that's on me now is looking right. at spotlight that's on me. I was like, how do I get out from under this? And it was a series of us working through training of us working through one-on-ones with them and basically me checking off all these truck trust boxes for them. 
like, hey, these are my trust boxes for you to get back into favorable working relationships um, with them to where now they don't have to look over their shoulder anymore when it comes Mm -hmm. to things that I process, because now they actually know I went through this process of developing myself. And so it took several months uh, of me digging in and sitting down with different people to learn these processes and these procedures uh, before, you know, they, they wouldn't have to have somebody checking behind me, if you will, um, to make sure I was doing things the right way. But you got there. I got there. I did. That's great. And, yeah. and part of your story, going back to my distinction between professional trust and personal trust, mm-hmm. you sort of had both of them in your story, but I you did. seem to emphasize more of the professional trust. It was really learning how to do it well. Am I, am I, get, am I reading that yeah. accurately? Yeah. And, and I believe that the personal for them was there because of how, and, and, it's, and I love how you've, you started off of how do you define trust? Because I believe I got to their personal definition of trust. It wasn't their professional definition. It was their personal definition that got violated. And now I need in it, but I addressed it through the way I engaged the work. And so it both of the things showed up, but I was like, okay, why is that? Why are they so upset by that? And it was, again, their personal belief about mm-hmm. military members and all the rest of that. And it was like, oh, okay, that's why they, they held me in esteem. And I didn't know based on my background and all the rest of that. And so it wasn't until I found that out that I was able to engage it the right way. If you have enjoyed this episode of Conversation with a Manager, please give a listen to our first season of slightly longer interviews and debriefings of topics relevant to all managers. And between podcasts, consider picking up a copy of Steve King's book, Brag, Worry, Wonder, Bet, A Manager's Guide to Giving Feedback. A short primer on the ins and outs on providing impactful feedback. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with another bonus episode.